All right. Hello and welcome everyone on this Victory Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whenever you're listening. The Eagles get another victory, putting them to a grand total of four, not three, but four wins on the season. Uh, Houdat Nation, you know, Houdat said they're going to beat them Saints. Jalen Hurts said he's going to beat them Saints, and that's exactly what he did this weekend. Um, people are going crazy. They have Jalen Hurts fever. Most people, not everyone, uh, a couple people in this podcast probably don't, um, but we're going to find out today. I so, heard Kevin had a one-night stand with uh, Jalen Hurts. Doesn't want to mention it, but that's a rumor on the street. Eh, well. <laughs> slipped him in the bed real fast. Not yet. I, not I, yet. Think... I, I just I slid into the DMs, you know, and I was just kind of just like, hey, kind of impressed with what you did today, but I'm still hurt. I'm not, I'm not ready to open my bed up yet to to someone who's could potentially hurt me again. You were just around yeah. for a night of fun. Gotcha. Yeah, listen. You want to stick a finger in my butthole and and jerk me off? I'll I'll call it a victory. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, I ain't gonna get attached. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we know you could take him. You know, with the butt plug you use. <laughs> um, I think it's pretty clear you could probably take him and Wentz at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> So I never use that butt plug, by the way. Okay, I think it has Oh yeah, but you just have it, huh? It was given to me. It was it's dumped like, literally left at my house by my friends. Yeah, and you guys come in my basement, you see my weight bench. I have it, but I don't use it, right? <laughs> well you don't. What are you talking about? You've never used that. All the time. Mm-hmm. Anyway. It's not about me. It's about Jalen Hurts right and now. Hold shit. That's all you basically like. Literally hold the things that are. I think it's holding a guitar case right now. <laughs> yeah, but I move that and then I put it back every time I'm done using it. <laughs> yeah, as it collects dust. <laughs> yeah, because that's that's where it goes. It's a good dust collector. Yeah, I don't. I, I, if I if I put it somewhere else in this. You know, basement. Every time I used my weight bench, okay, I forget okay. where the I forget where the guitar is. Is all Listen, I'm saying. Man, you're a dad. You don't need to work out anymore. You could just you're you're not you're not you're not going for that body. You're going for the dad bod. You know. So I actually uh, I put on my Christmas list. <clears throat> hoping I get it this year. It's a shirt, um, or if it came in sweatshirt form, I would still be happy. Uh, it's a shirt that says, um, "It's not a dad bod. It's a father figure." <laughs> oh, that's good. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. So I definitely, I feel like I've had a uh, 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 father figure since I was in second grade, probably. <laughs> I once, I, I've I been once ready. A, I once had a pretty cool shirt that had a cool slogan on it. Uh, well, what would yours say? Oh, mine said, I may not go down in history, but I will go down on your little sister. So that said, Ooh. I had that shirt one time. That does not seem like a shirt that would get anyone riled up. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Now, now, in pair, in tandem with the van, I, I was, that's perfect. As I was being thrown out of Crab's Claw, it got someone riled up. and uh, yeah, yeah, she yeah. wanted to fight you, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and then Kevin's getting carried off like in South Park where he's like, I thought this was America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is not America? Oh, I forget what I said to her, but I didn't say anything. I said something probably really bad, so... Probably like I think she told me she told me that I need to find Jesus or something. I forget what it was, but she's a very yeah. religious. She was a very religious woman, and sees this uh, highly intoxicated person stumbling, being escorted out of Crab's Well. So yeah, nice. weren't you like yeah, I'll go down on your little brother too, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I said that, but I might have said that. Who knows? So, but that seems like actually not a bad line, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> As we segue back, <laughs> um, <laughs> testing the interview skills. There, there was a uh, football game this weekend. I don't know if you guys saw the Eagles. The Eagles did something they haven't done in a while. Scored some points, won the game. Bam! The defense stepped up when they had to. Um, That's the I, other thing. Defense had five sacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, fumble recovery and uh, interception. Yeah, two turnovers. Yeah, something that's been missing all year long. And then, crazy enough, the Eagles didn't turn the ball over either. Uh, other than Hertz's, Hertz's Hertz fumbled. fumbled at the um, end. 
But okay, so we we won the turnover battle. Usually, by a lot. We, I don't think we've won the turnover battle. Oh no, no, sorry, not by a lot, but no. two to one. Yeah, two to, I'll take two to one. So yeah, I mean, and that's a big. That was like a big knock on this defense is no turnovers. So well, it's almost it's huge. It is a and it's a valid knock. It's not like it's necessarily something that's that's made up. I mean, they said they've had four interceptions on the on the year. That's fucking pathetic. Yeah, like, that's something that's not helping your offense at all. Yeah, um, yeah. not like that. I have any faith in our offense that they would have been able to do anything with it um, because we can't even kick field goals. So I don't want to get too much with the Debbie Downer stuff. But well, uh, yeah, maybe not before. But now we got Jalen Hurts in there. So what is your confidence level at now, Kevin? Uh, I was the one thing I liked about Jalen Hurts was that it was just exciting. It was exciting football in the sense that exciting because. Different, right? Yes, and different. Yeah, it was different, and I thought that, that was, you know, that's why I actually watched because that I I wanted to see something different. I wanted to see just a another person running this offense, and and a guy who clearly who we knew had the ability to make plays because they, you know, he was a he was a playmaker in college. So um, yeah, I, didn't, it, I we just said to our, each other earlier, I didn't realize how fast he was though. I didn't realize how, that he was that he was that quick. And yeah, yeah, because he's a bigger guy, see, right? I mean, he's yeah, and you can Wentz see size. the difference between him and Wentz when the protection really begins to break down. His mm-hmm. ability to scramble and even buy that extra second or two to get rid of the ball goes a long way compared to you know there was a lot of times where he rolled closer to the sideline and was looking for a play but still was fast enough to be beating a defensive lineman that when there was no play there, he just was able to throw it, throw it out of bounds, you know, but right. I would live to another, see another day and that, or another down, you know, and that was, uh, I don't know that was exciting. That was nice to see uh, at least. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Definitely. It's exciting, you know, doing something different. It's kind of like when, you know, you're watching porn and I say, I don't want to watch people anymore. I'm going to watch, you know, hentai or something. And you just switch it up. It's exciting. But, you know, you still have outside around him. Um, I thought you were going to say, like, animals. But, that's no, illegal, but Kevin, man. that's illegal. Yeah, well, I thought you were still, I thought you were still going to go that way for the shock effect, you know? Yeah. Um, Kevin, I'm not shocking. I'm telling you true life experiences. I, listen, I'm just saying I thought we were. I, I thought that I've never done. I thought you were going to go shocking, you know? I mean, listen, telling people that you, you jerk off to cartoons, is it that much better? I don't know, you know? Are you saying that's not, you're saying that's not shocking? You expect that from me? Uh, I, I was surprised to hear that you jerk off to cartoons. It, I didn't say I did. You didn't I say, said, I, I said it's like that. It's that like doesn't that. mean I did it. Yeah. Yeah. It means you kind of did. Uh, I know someone, maybe. Or maybe I don't. What's his, what's his I mean, name? If the animation's super realistic, then, uh, <laughs> I mean, his name might be Andrew, but that doesn't mean it's me. <laughs> I'm not the only one in the world named Andrew. It's true. It's true. It is. It I is high know, culture in Japan. Okay. I wouldn't even know how to find that stuff, but if someone could, you know, pass something along, leave leave an anchor message. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how to get how to get to those sites? I think Martin <laughs> Drew would uh, yeah. know where to find it. Yeah, <laughs> Martin Drew, fuck that kid. He's been. Yeah. I don't know if anyone notices. Oh no! Wait, 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 wait! No, you know who would know where to find it is uh, Caleb Barnes. Caleb Barnes. <laughs> his profile picture. Probably does watch it. That fucking loser. Dude, See, he's got anime. Uh... <laughs> you know, um, he might make it. Actually, he might make it. Who knows? Yeah, he's I, an artist. I was. I was so close this weekend to responding to him again and saying something, and then you you were talked me out of it. So, which I thought was just horseshit, but. I, I thought just I I didn't want you to bring up a conversation from two weeks ago uh, after you brought it up again last week to the kid and he ignored you. But either way, he was wrong. Jake Elliott has been pretty terrible this year. Um, missing, oh, he's probably missed an extra point. He's probably hitting seventy percent on the season. Oh no, no, I'm sorry, it wasn't an extra point. It was shorter it than was, it was like a 20 yarder at the end of the first half that could have put it 20 to nothing going into halftime. But I want to just give a little bit of analysis on Jalen Hurts. Um, he looked 
I, I, everything I've been hearing about him going into the game and definitely after, you know, just hearing people talk about him. The biggest thing I think is his confidence. Everyone says that he's so confident. He's not afraid of anything. And, um, you know, he definitely seemed, he definitely seemed to, you know, fit the bill as far as that goes, um, during the game. He didn't seem rattled or anything. And, uh, the speed too. We talked about that before we started. Speed was huge. He, he was really fast. He was taken off like Wentz did when Wentz was, you know, earlier in his career, but he's faster than Wentz. Um, and, yeah, you know, for he sure. threw, he, he threw a good ball on the run. Um, and I guess that'll bring me to the next point is that so frustrating that they call a different game for Hertz. I was saying to you guys during the game on that first drive, they rolled him out of the pocket more than they rolled Wentz out of the pocket mm-hmm. the last three weeks. Yeah. So I don't understand why. And they did things to help, help get him settled where they had shorter passing routes instead of, you know, giving like, um, I, I know I sound like a Wentz defender cause I am, I love the guy. Um, but really I'm just trying to look at this, compare the two when Wentz is in there, they're calling a lot more seven step drops and vertical routes for the receivers. None of these receivers can beat their, their guys because they're, they're below average. Uh, yeah, I, I guess you'd call them all below average. Um, mm-hmm. and average at best, average at best, you know, um, which doesn't so, mean that you're capable of consistently running deep routes and complicated routes and winning. And, and beating and winning. a guy one-on-one. You know, it's just not um, – so, there was no trickery at all in the beginning when, when Wentz was out there. And you saw a lot of – I think a lot of motion, a lot of – A lot of motion and a fucking double reverse? Are you kidding me? Mr. Uh, misdirection. Uh, yeah, that's what they that's what they call now when they have Jalen Hurts in there. You're telling me Carson Wentz can't run a, they a ran, misdirection? They ran picks. They ran, um, you know, cross. It was just, it was. They did that. And the other thing, too, that they did, they got Miles Sanders involved. They gave yeah. Miles Sanders yeah. a million touches when they, they, like, it's almost like they hated the guy and they were avoiding giving him the ball yeah, since he came back from his injury. It was, there was times when Wentz was out there and, 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 Miles Sanders, and he's, he's has Corey Clement as his quarter, as his running back. And it's kind of just like, or Jordan know, Howard. Yeah. It just seems like, it seemed like Doug, Doug is a better play caller when he, when he has a backup quarterback out there. And I don't know what that means. I don't know why that is. Yeah. It's just, I keep, I was trying to say to you guys this weekend too, nothing makes sense. You're showing that you're capable of making changes to the offense, but you didn't make those changes when you had the guy in the offense who is your number one quarterback that you have committed so much to, not just in money, but the amount of people that you cut and traded along the way to get up to get him. And then basically you have so much in there, you're married to him for the next two years, it seems. And you can't even help the guy out, but as soon as you put his backup in, you ch- you change the offense, you know, on at least three phases we just named. Pretty fucked up. I just and I, I there's got to be something that we're not missing. It's got to be that maybe Doug is trying to, and Carson switching the play back to it. That's well, what I was just about to they say. Said that, that they did say that you noticed that um, Jalen Hurts did not have the ability to call audible audibles. He had to get up. The, he just went up there and just called and. Which in your first game, I feel like is a standard, you know, I don't know who's coming in. I'm not saying that he should have the ability to do it, but you're right. Does Carson check out of a lot of plays and run something else? And then, um, you know, is, is, is Carson telling Doug, no, Doug, I, this is what I need to do. This is what I feel best for me. And it's Doug, like just trying to facilitate Carson, um, is, is the magic of Carson gone? I mean, that's the other thing. Is yeah, something's up with Carson this year. I mean, because even just like how many open guys he's not even seeing right now. Jalen's seeing them, and he's making accurate throws. He missed one or two uh, that had to be there, like deep throws. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he had, I forget he had Rager open or something, and, and he, you know uh, he missed some. Rager one. You know they never went back to another deep throw again. 
it was, that was kind of like, to me, it was like, you had him. He just messed up. He missed the throw a little bit. And why would you not go back to that? Why would you not? I, I You know, they won, whatever. But it sometimes Doug is definitely a very uh, difficult coach to um, to understand and to even sometimes like. I mean, uh, even mm. even his press conference after the game, he like did it. It was like they was he was coddling Wentz by like by not um, praising Hurts too much, and I just felt like you know. I, I don't know. I thought it was unfair to, to Hurts, to be honest with you, because he went out there and won the game. And that's something that Carson has not been able to do. So, Yeah, but even, I don't know, Doug doesn't really seem like someone who goes out there. I, I can't really remember it in press conferences and going out and like, praising people when they do good or anything. You know, even when the Eagles won games earlier this year, he wasn't like praising Wentz for anything when he played good. When he came back against the Giants and drove them down to win the game. Yeah. I mean, was it though that, like, you know, I mean, Doug obviously knows a lot more than we do about the plays that he's calling and the things that he's doing. So is it, was Doug just like sitting to himself, thinking there the entire time, Carson is killing me. He is killing this offense by his inability to make throws. Even the games that they won, he just made timely throws. He made, he made throws at the end that when it mattered, you know, but I mean, I don't know, going back to that first Giants game. Realistically, they shouldn't have won that game anyway. So, yeah, you know, uh, mm. how much could you really sit there and, and want to praise someone when you know that you got extremely lucky about winning a football game and that was it? Well, yeah. fact of the matter is that they, you know, it was only by one point, but they did win the game. So suck on that, Weezer. Anyway, <laughs> back to what we were talking about. Um, yeah. Someone I, else. Oh, were you going to say something? No, go. I was just going to say real quick, someone else who played pretty good yesterday, uh, this weekend, uh, I was impressed with Josh Sweat. Oh, and yeah. Yep. We were saying, it's incredible how the Eagles are able to develop guys along the offensive and defensive line, but no other position. You know, I mean, they are a quarterback factory, but they can't develop a wide receiver or cornerback to save their life. And guys have just come in and gone like a revolving door. And as we've seen, gone on to be, you know, successful starters on other teams. But, you know, then you have, uh, Josh Sweat, who's second year, third year. I, I think it's his second year. And, uh, he's really come on and, and been productive this, this whole year. Guys like Brandon Graham, he took a little bit, but he became, you know, he, he's being extremely productive now. Derek Barnett's been good. Jordan Mailata on the other side of the ball. And just how some of these rookies that had to come in and play this year, you know, done halfway decent not all of them but it's just it just seems like that's the strength of their team which isn't a bad strength but you know now you got to focus on the rest of the field around you um but just brings me up interesting point you know we talk about the eagles being cap strapped next year need to make cuts Derek barnett he's gonna be a free agent after this year or after next year uh how many years either way since after the Super Bowl, well, they drafted him in seventeen, so that was his first year. So he's this is third year. This, this is his fourth year. Fourth year, so he's got one so more. They, year. they picked up his fifth year option. So right. yeah, and now you have a guy who Hargrave, is Hargrave has really come on strong. Hargrave has too, but my question is: Do you think they might trade Barnett because you have Josh Sweat there, who is uh, a tenth of the price? They said. Hmm. Then you would still need to get another defensive end. Vinny Curry's not going anywhere. Actually, he's the Vinny Curry's like thirty-five <laughs> years old. Um, I don't know. I, I think I could see. Other, I think there would be other people I would maybe look to get rid of um, or not bring back. I mean, you know, no, I, I think the- if you've seen the last of. Uh, and, and he was, it's a shame because he was actually playing pretty well. Uh, Rodney McLeod is probably done. Uh, yeah. Well, they just signed him this year, didn't they? To a one year deal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's a real shame seeing him go down because he was having a good year too. Yeah, and he was clearly the leader back there. Um, 
I just think with Derek Barnett, I mean, they might be – Josh Sweat has given him a reason. I know they like to hold on to depth there. Josh Sweat has given a reason that maybe they trade him to get something for him too because yeah, he's gotta, high you, value right now. Yeah, then you got to – I mean, <clears throat> my thing is then you got to then you got to find someone again. So um, right. I, would, I would rather see them move on from Malik Jackson and say – I think he's the first to go, yeah. Um, and honestly, I think you have to talk – I mean – you're going to have to have a, a lot, you know, a, a, a real consideration of what you're going to do with Brandon Graham. Uh, he's coming at, he's going to be coming yeah. with a huge price tag next year. Um, we talked yeah. about this is his like uh, his contract year, right? Or yeah, next year, I think next he's, year? Signed, yeah. he's signed a three year deal, but it's the end of the deal. So it's, you know, the team could probably just cut him because that's how they right. do these contracts. They front yeah. load him. Yeah. So you're Alshon. Or Carson, yeah. gotcha. um, I just think that there's there's a well, Carson's contract hasn't even fucking started yet. Nope, you're right. I just realized that too. <laughs> so, I mean, it literally, so I, it I, is front loaded. But it, it's, next year is the first year of the contract. That's why it's like Shit. that's why it's unthinkable that they can even move him because that they haven't they haven't paid him a single fucking dollar from the from the new contract yet. So. Well, Maybe I, I mean, can I bring up a really crazy point? Like, not a point, really, more like a crazy question. Could Carson Wentz possibly be next year the world's most expensive backup quarterback? Yes. I mean, is that what you see happening? I, I think that if, if you see Jalen Hurts win, even if the Eagles don't make the playoffs, you see him win this weekend and then win out. And let's just say by circumstance, they don't win the play, make the playoffs. You're going into next year with a with a, a legit uh, open competition at quarterback. Mm. I mean, that would be you know, uh, you know, the Hurts would definitely be, I think, in the running for it. Um, and if Let they were, question. if they would to, they would Carson would be on the shortest leash that you would see. I think you would give him a game or two to get to prove that he could do it. And if he doesn't, I, they would pull him in a heartbeat. Wow. Let me ask you a question, Kev. Jalen Hurts, let's say he plays good the rest of the season. Like Jalen Hurts. Above average. Yeah, and you can get uh either a second round or better for him. You have to get a first round pick. You would have to because you What if you got like a, a second and a third? Mm. Or a second and a fourth. I I would say second and if he wins out and proves that he can play and he's twenty two years old. If he wins out, um, no. We're, I want to start. We'll talk about the the playoff scenario if, after even this. If he, even if he loses this weekend, beats the Cowboys, and then and then wins a meaningless football game against the Redskins, let's say, right? Maybe the Redskins already have it kind of locked up at that point. Uh, in time. It's the Washington football team. Yes, the Washington yeah. football team. Um, I, I, I mean, could you really, you know, could you really justify how hard of a sell would that be? You know, I mean, Carson is is at his probably the 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 peak. Of how hard of a sell would what be to get rid of Hertz after he played pretty well? Right, and, but it's tough because you know people are going crazy after one game. And the Saints, you know, had three three road games in a row. They're and playing they, the Chiefs next never, week. They got they backup never, quarterback. They had they, never seen him. And so exactly that, another that, thing too that makes things a lot easier for Hurts. And I'm not going to listen. And four games makes things easier for Hurts because you can the Eagles still have the upper hand where they don't they don't have to show everything right. They don't you know they can add new things, but eventually you know. Or are they going to showcase him off because maybe they want to trade him too? I mean, it's just unless you're getting a first round pick for him, I I think it would be really hard to do that move. So then, are you going to risk putting a thirty million dollar quarterback on the bench? What's the difference? Hmm. What's the difference? I mean, what if you traded Wentz too to get some capital, and then you still had to pay that thirty million dollars? It's not, what's the difference? He's on not, another team, or he's on the bench? It's not thirty million. It's fifty eight million if they cut him. Or if they trade him, okay. That that extreme number. If he's going to be on, if he's going to be on the bench, 
whether he's on another team or on the bench, does it make a difference? Cost more to get rid of, right? So it's so they would just keep him as the same reason why they're keeping Alshon Jeffrey. They they keep him because it's cheaper to keep him because cutting him is a wor- or trading is a worse cap hit. Yes, so unless you can get a team to take it over, even then it still doesn't matter. They had Andrew Grant on Mike Missinelli, and he said no matter. I listened to that. Yeah, he said no matter what you do, he said that. There's nothing because even Mike brought up the fact that they were like, "Hey, what if Carson's agent comes to comes to them and says, like, we'll renegotiate to lower it to make it easier to trade him?" Andrew Brandt says all that money is still guaranteed and is already paid for, basically. So it's already it's already against the cap. There's absolutely nothing you could do about it. Hmm. Um, so then you're married to the guy, don't you think you would? Say, all right, let's do everything we can to make it work for this guy. Get him a new coach. Get rid of Hertz and get something for Hertz, and try to try to fix your franchise quarterback. All right. I I don't know if they think of him as a franchise quarterback anymore. Huh. I mean, well, I thought it was interesting. You know, you know I, I mean, did. did did Wentz look, and I know he had a lot of injuries last year, um, uh, until the end of the season, and again, I think you take into consideration who they were playing, did Wentz look, in the beginning of the season, did Wentz look that great? You know, I I don't know, but you know who else I'd say also doesn't look great is Doug. I feel like Doug is not, it's has easy. not made... It's move on from a coach, right? But again... Don't you think that it would be – and it all depends upon what, what happened. If the if Jalen Hurts goes one and three and looks like shit, it's going to be really, really easy to say, well, guess what? We go back to Carson next year and we get rid of Doug. And then everyone's happy and then everyone kind of is like, okay, hey, guess what? We saw Jalen Hurts. He still needs to grow. He still needs to he, – he needs time to sit. So you're not ready yet. Um but if you see him go three and one and move the ball and keep this offense alive, and you know, I think Jeffrey Laurie would have a hard time, a harder time, saying, "Hey, Doug, you're fired." That you just, you know, this young future of the team quarterback, because that's how you would have to, you would have to start viewing him that way if he goes three and one as the future of the team. You may have to ha- have a year where, yeah, you have Carson Wentz on your bench. And then from there, then the following year, yeah, you could probably trade him because the cap hit is like $10 million or $15 million. It's a lot easier to absorb and to get, and then you would, you'd probably be able to, you'd get a higher capital for him because that your, you know, the contract starts to get a little bit easier to get out of. It starts, you know, there's a lot of things that another team can do. Right. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. So, <laughs> Kevin, Bob, if you're, you're Oh, Jake, what are you saying? Variables. I would say I was saying it's it's it's, it's a really tough spot to win. Like that's why I was thinking, like as horrible as it sounds, I was like kind of torn. I was like, do I want Jalen Hurts to like do good? I mean, like if he's great, that's okay. But like, why not? I, well, as the Eagles fan, you got to always root for the team to do well, right? You know, whether you can't be, uh, I hate the fans who are like, you know. Even when it was Nick Foles and Carson Wentz, who would root for the team to lose because they wanted to prove their point that one quarterback was better than the other. Yeah, and there's a you lot know? of fans out there that that think that the Eagles fucked up in trading, in trading, um, getting rid of Foles, and you know well, think, think that Foles would be a great quarterback on the Eagles right now. And yeah, after he got benched for uh, Gardner Minshew and Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, well, those people probably think Jake Elliott's doing all right, and you know, watch. Yeah, basically, we see we interact and see a lot of those fans on our on our page who you just you hear them talk, and they're just they're kind of dumb. I mean, you know, because yeah, you could make the case the year after the Eagles let Foles go, be like, wow, yeah, he looked good at the end there. But you were forgetting how bad he looked in the beginning of the year when you had to rush Carson Wentz back because you were like, "Oh no, this is the Foles. He's he's gone back to the guy that 
you know. Oh my god, do you remember how excited everyone in the locker room was when they were like, uh, they're saying Carson could be back next week. And they're like, oh, I love Nick and, uh, you know, he's a really great guy. It's just a tough game, but Carson next week. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what Carson's going to do. Yeah. yeah. You know? Carson used to have that team. I still think Carson has the team. I think that a lot of people understand that, you know, this may just be just a bad season and Carson's just taking the brunt of it. And, you know, yeah. there's guys, there's, there's been guys on that team who've underachieved. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Brandon, oh, a lot of them. Brandon yeah. Graham said it. He goes, you don't, he goes, what? You don't think that I know what he's going through? You know, where it's like, where you're just, the whole weight of everything is on you and you're just not playing well. He's, he's like, of course I know what that's like. And, um, and Jason Kelsey came out too. And he was like, uh, yeah, Carson's not playing good, but no one on the offense is really playing good right now. Yeah. Four, years, four or five years ago, I think it's like four years ago, people thought that, you know, Jason Kelsey was, 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 should be moved on from because he had a bad year where he was just getting pushed around was, yeah. They were they were lining up literally right over him, and they were abusing him. And you know he 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 clearly made adjustments, but you know uh, even like you know even as much as we want to say Alshon Jeffries is a, is a douche, he would still have to probably be honest with himself and be like you know yeah I'm I've had struggles. It's you know and just picture the struggles of what it is like when you're the, the face of a franchise and you're the, you know, in this market. I was going to say in Philadelphia. Yeah. Tough, tough so, sports, yeah. so like what Jake said too, I, I, you know, do I want to root for Jalen Hurts? Obviously. Yeah. You want the team to win and I'd like the team to make it to the playoffs, but I do have a little bit of that same uh, conflicting, uh, you know, scenario in my head is because, ah, oh, shit, if the Eagles make the playoffs, Doug Peterson's probably coming back then. How do you fire a guy if he goes back to the playoffs? Everyone's coming back. Even even with a shitty losing record, because you can't have a winning record at this point. And my biggest thing is that I think he is the biggest piece that needs to go, because Wentz isn't going anywhere, and I think that he we need to get someone in here who is going to fix Wentz and take control and of the this offense, um, and just make better decisions going forward. I, uh, uh, I a couple recommendations going up there. I feel like I was just thinking this weekend, uh, someone who probably wouldn't take shit and would kind of get Carson into shape would be a John Harbaugh, hmm. Jim Harbaugh. Sorry, I, take I thought about saying, that. He's probably what? he, what's I'll his uh, Michigan status? Oh, I'd take John Harbaugh as well. Um, Oh shit! But his his brother's a character, and yeah. he's he's not gonna just be like he's not gonna coddle anyone, you yeah, know. He works out in Michigan though. I don't know what that means, but he's terrible out in Michigan. He's what? He's terrible out in Michigan. They're I heard it, I heard it was a really bad recruiting year though. I mean, like obviously, yeah, well, no shit, I mean, but... listen, I understand that you know. I just I also think NFL coaches on their second go around. That's why I said McDaniel's out of. Uh... And he was still winning out in San Fran. They just got tired of his attitude. They got tired of his, you know. Yeah, so maybe it wouldn't mesh with Lori. They thought that the they thought that they could basically just plug and play. They said, "Hey, we have the players. We'll just put anyone in there, and they'll win." You know what I mean? Like, right? And they, they bet on themselves, their drafting, their player development, and their their GM, and then said, "Hey, we'll just get anyone to do it." And then next thing you know, they have Chip Kelly. And then next thing you know, everyone got fired and they cleaned house. And yeah. So here is a dream scenario too. I actually texted Kevin in the middle of the night as I was trying to put my son to sleep. I don't, I think I don't like this one. I think offensive coordinator, Dan, Dan Orlovsky. I think he would tailor, he would tailor the offense to Carson Wentz. He would tell Carson what he's doing wrong and make it like that's all he's talking about in interviews. Talk about someone needs to be telling Carson this. Someone needs to be saying if this is happening, then do this and be on top of him for it. And he'd be all over his technique and he'd be all over all that stuff. And he would use his players around him to field an offense that is tailored to Carson Wentz's strengths. I'm not going to lie. I know Kevin obviously made it known he doesn't like it. That's a that's like an exciting idea. 
Um, yeah, I, I kind of like that. That's cool. Thank uh, you, Jake. Kevin, let's let's hear your your reasoning why that's my terrible, uh, can my I, great can idea. I, can I say real quick bad. why I like really? it before he goes See, off and shits on it? I think it's, I think it's really easy to be a, a guy at ESPN and to say, you know, oh, well, they should be doing this, they should be doing that. And, they, uh, you know, when you're implementing a game plan and it's – Listen, if I'm going to, if I, if Kevin, do you know why those guys get hired at ESPN? They don't. What do you mean they don't? Oh, oh, you mean hired to be, because they're typically, you know what they're talking about. Look at Mike Mayock. Oh my God. He did the draft and then he ended up getting hired as a GM in in Vegas. And look, they got Aguilar. Yeah. What are (laughs) they doing out there? All right. Um, listen, I mean, and if, car you, is subpar. if you don't think that John Gruden is running that team out there, then you're fucking out of you're out of your mind. He's he, John Gruden is a ten year deal. He doesn't answer to anyone but but Al Davis's son. And, he puts it Mike Mayock's big board. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he looks at the big board like Howie Roseman takes advice from other people. Okay, <laughs> like. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, but here's the here's the thing though is I think that I think that you need to get a experienced, like legit, not Marty Morningwig or anyone like that. You need to get a guy who's who's been already coaching in the NFL, um, a quality control coach who's on a on a po- high powered offense who's helping out with true game plan to be innovative. That's what's going to get you better. That's what's going to to matter, and you know you got to start adding some fresh, new blood to this whole thing because the guys that they added yes. just are, are not are 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 just yet have to be either yes men to Doug, or are not that qualified. And maybe that's why they were all available. Maybe that's why Marty Mordingwick was available because you know James Urban took over in in um, Baltimore. And they have a they have a prolific offense, right? I mean, you know, there's Mike right. Kafka, Mike Kafka's out in um, where's where's he? He's he's at KC right now. KC right as their quarterbacks coach, and you know, former they, Eagle they, quarterback. They they rave about him, but again, you know, yeah. But you know what? Too this off season, no one wanted to come be offensive coordinator in Philadelphia. You know why? Because you don't get to call the plays. Exactly. So when no one wants to come to Philadelphia, what do you have left? Marty Morningwig, Rich Gangarello, and the other guy. I, listen, I I get it, but the, the press Taylor no. press Taylor's got to go. He has not been that great of a, a, a quarterbacks coach, right? You know, since um, since Watchmacall left. And, uh, and when we talk about these people that bring in, obviously there's guys around the league who'd probably be better at know that you know the executives know better than we do. Maybe but I'm have, going. Maybe you have to look at coaches who've been fired, who are going to get fired this year, who are already head coaches. You know, uh, he's not a popular guy, probably popular name, but he he knows how to run an offense, like a Matt Nagy, or you know, mm. a guy who's just your job is just to go out there and just fucking just call plays and run an offense. It's not to be a coach; it's just to run an offense. That's an interesting and, one. You know, I mean, a guy you like put him with Peterson. A guy like that's going to be available. Um, I don't think Mike Kafka is going to do it because he's probably just going to just take over for uh, Bellamy when he leaves. Um, what if we – you know what I'd really like to do? Well, just to finish before, what I was trying to say was that all I can go off of is people – names we know and the ESPN guys are the people we know. And, and there's no one in the media who – Respects and sees the potential in Wentz more than Dan Orlovsky. So that's I, where I was thinking. I, 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 I listen. I don't disagree with you there. Uh, I, I think, I think he's a smart guy. I just don't know if I want him coming in as a first-time coach and being like, "Yep, this is what we're going to be putting our hopes into." We need Dan Orlovsky and Josh McCown. <laughs> Cannot fail as our on our coaching staff. But you know what I'd really like to see? You know what would be really cool? And maybe actually if Doug Peterson goes has a chance of happening, why don't you make Deuce the head coach and let him run the team? And he is not someone who's going to be calling the plays or anything. He's just going to be the coach. And then he'll bring in someone to run the defense and someone to run the offense. You know, and you can get great guys like that. Otherwise, you know, I'd say go for someone like a McDaniels up uh, in New England. 
something like that. It's- See, I'm I'm starting to take the approach that people are coming back uh, because I I just see a different why because of this win. I just see a different team. I saw a different team play on Sunday, and they may go back to they may go back to the shitty old Eagles that they were all season. But I saw a team with a little bit of life, and as you said it, Andrew, if they make the playoffs, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. But if they if he can can get some wins out of Jalen Hurts and look look like a better football team, he has a hell of a lot more of an argument to make than at that point in time to stick around, you know? All right, let's break it down then. Let's look at this playoff race, all right? Currently in the NFC East, Washington sits on top at 6-7, and seven, okay? The Giants are 5-8, and eight, but they have two really tough games next, and uh, I think that's just going to knock them out of the playoff contention. Cowboys are 4-9. and nine. Um, They have a couple tough ones as well. Um. So I think it's going to come down to the Eagles and Washington here. Now, Washington at six and seven, Eagles at four and eight. The magic number here, I think, is seven. If Washington gets two more wins and they go over seven, they, they win the East. If the Eagles get to seven wins, if they win out and get to seven wins and Washington also has seven wins, the Eagles would win the East because they have one less loss because of the tie uh, from earlier this year. So, let's look at this weekend. That fucking tie. Eagles play Cardinals. Washington plays the Seahawks. Quick, quick, uh, what do you think? Wins and losses each game. So I guess I'll go to keep things interesting. Seahawks. Okay, so I wouldn't, see, I wouldn't be surprised if Washington pulls it out, though. So let's say let's say I, I, Seahawks I'm definitely win. saying the Seahawks on that one. Yeah, if Washington beats the Seahawks, then I think they're going to have no problem beating uh, Carolina and then probably also the Eagles. Mm-hmm. So, but if Washington loses this weekend and the Eagles lose, it is still not over. Yeah, it's okay still- for. For everyone listening at home, the Sashas of the world, knowing when the Eagles are mathematically out, they still are not mathematically out. Still a bitch, too. So so if they both lose this weekend, then we need Washington to also lose to the Carolina Panthers. And then the Eagles would need to beat the Cowboys and then Week 17 matchup would be for the division. Now, electric wild. If that if that happens, if Washington loses their next two games and the Eagles win their next two games, they could they would be at uh 6 and 8 uh, the Eagles would be at 6 and 8, Washington would be at 6 and 9. Eagles would be 6 8 and 1. And the Eagles can just lose that game. No. No. The Eagles have to win. The the Eagles have to win out, and Washington has to lose two games. No, the Eagles have to win out. Well, if they win out, then... That means they beat Washington one of the games. So Washington has to lose one of the next two. Yeah, so that's but still that's still considered because I'm pretty sure Washington has a two game lead over pulling it up right now myself. A two game lead in the standings. So with three to play. Right. So either the Eagles win out mm-hmm. or Washington loses out. Well, would the right. Eagle, if Washington loses out, the Eagles would still. If the Eagles lose this weekend, they can still make the playoffs if they win the last two okay. games. Yes, and Washington loses out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Just, just fucking lose so that Doug Peterson can go. Yeah, I, you know, Kevin. I, I mean, you're talking about you're thinking everyone's coming back after after this. But what if they lost this game to the Saints? Would you Would you still feel that way? No, not at all. No, so, so this game gave you hope. For, not me hope. It's not not, that not I, hope, but like not m- that made I, you feel 
better about their chances of staying. It's not that I have have hope. It's just that I I think of just what the you know a lot of things are are uh, have to do with you know a lot of PR moves, right? Like it's you know pop and and it's it would be very difficult, I think, to at that point make huge change unless you say to Doug, Doug, listen, um, you have two options: you get fired. Or, or you quit, or you or you clean house on your entire offensive side of the ball. And give maybe, up play calling. Maybe keep Deuce Daly and Jeff Stoutland, um, and 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 probably make changes everywhere. I mean, as much as I don't think Jim Schwartz is the problem, I think that that would probably be something that they would probably end up doing too. I think uh, he's easy enough to to cut loose and I guess to try and satisfy the fan base, but right. he has, I don't, I haven't looked at him as like a big problem. I mean, defense no. hasn't been great, but I think that he's, I mean, he's, they play for him and I think he's content being a defensive coordinator and only being a defense coordinator. So he probably doesn't want to go, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think he still wants to be a head coach. I think that, I think a lot of coaches didn't he interview in Cleveland. Yeah, but I don't think that I don't think that anyone's going to pick him up. Is my point? Is like my you know? Because he's a prick. I just think that he's. I think that he's not a head coach. Yeah, tell you, you what, know? he's got one of the most punchable faces ever. And, you know, that's my that's my defensive coordinator right there. But just, a, just that pouty face, you know. Can't yeah. help it. I mean, I I kind of want to wrap this up, but um, yeah, I mean, if you want, real quick, uh, quick. Quick preview for um, Cardinals. What do you think? I think I think uh, they're going to have their hands full on defense with that Arizona offense, especially you know because they're trying to make a playoff spot here. Yeah, and I think that with a lot of it, there's a lot of injuries on the defense side of the ball, especially to our secondary. That's what's uh, kind of concerning. Uh, Hassan Riddick went off this past week with five sacks. I'm I'm, I'm going to uh, say something uh, crazy. I'm I'm saying we're going to win. Game winning field goal. Boom. Right. Knock, it down. It. Knock uh, it down. Yeah. First, we need a coach who uh, elects to go for the field goal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. Caleb 10 Preston seconds just... left in the game from the 30 yard line. Caleb is going to prove us wrong. Caleb Barnes comes at. in and kicks the fucking field goal himself. Well, maybe that would happen. But that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, he's at practice nailing them because practice is the same hey, as game time. Kevin said uh, the same, uh, that the Eagles were going to win a uh, weeks out. So this is, you know, this is my version of that. Uh, and when it hits. I think that the Eagles will lose 24 to 19. That's a weird scoring game. Yeah. But. Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be a higher scoring game. I think, um, I think Arizona is going to put up more points than that. But at the same time, too, I want to say that, you know, the Eagles are now going to put up some points. Now they got a little bit of momentum going into this game, but, you know, that defense is used to going against Kyler Murray in practice. Like they think they know what to expect. Not yeah. that they're the same player, but they definitely like he's. Well, the Eagles like also, the do, they do well like, with running quarterbacks for the most part. So, right. Yeah. Um, so I, I I think that you know we're going to know a lot more obviously at eight o'clock on Sunday about where this team is going to go. And if the Eagles lose, I think yeah, and especially if they lose in badly. Is that I a four think, o'clock game? Yeah, I think that we're, we're going to be able to come back because it's in Arizona. I think we're going to be able to right. come back and say, "Yep, the Eagles." are who we thought they were and Doug will probably still get fired and you know all and Wentz will go back and all this stuff but if they win all I'm saying is if they win they pull another one out the conversation starts to change and and yeah and that and that's all my point is is that it's not anymore because we all thought that they were going to get the shit kicked out of them by the Saints or lose to the Saints that that there was a possibility that the, that the possibility is that they would just lose out from there and the wheels would fall off. And then it's a lot easier to, to fire a coach who goes on an eight game losing streak and loses out on a division that the division winner won seven games. You know, that's when you can honestly look at it. It was like, almost like it was there for you to take. 
Yeah, and and so now if they take it, or if they come back with a backup quarterback and make it interesting, I'm just saying, man, that conversation changes. So tough decisions to be made. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, that's what I'm saying. I don't want anyone to sit here and think that I'm back on any wagons because I still think that they're going to suck. I'm just saying that if they do cha- if they do somehow do it conversation changes well there's kevin talking out of both sides of his mouth but we'll be here next week to break it down for you yeah all his holes so sorry guys no what today no stories today yeah um are you telling us that or the audience what you're telling us or the audience that Uh, i was just telling the audience you're telling all right real quick jake number one thing on your christmas list go uh oh I uh, I asked for a um a make your own guitar kit and a uh, dildo yeah d- yeah Kevin's awesome Is... dildo that he definitely hasn't used. <laughs> I know they have a, a make your own dildo kit, but there is there really such thing as a make your own guitar kit? Yeah, you get uh you get all the pieces and you uh you have to uh put it on all together and solder the pickups and stuff and apparently they give you a packet to teach you how to do it. If not. Guess I just have a bunch of wood and wires, you know. <laughs> How much does that cost? Uh, it's or is way it, cheaper is than a, thing. it's way cheaper than a guitar, but like, and you get like actual quality uh, pieces. But it was probably you know get one for like one twenty, one fifty. Some up, oh, wow. some with the higher uh, on the on the higher end. But I think that's for people who know what they're doing more. But like you know, your very you know rudimentary one is is around there. I think it sounds awesome. I don't know. I would love to learn how to do that. And it seems like Well, that, yeah, I mean, I might look into that too because I I'm going to need another guitar to put on this weight bench. <laughs> so. <laughs> anyway, Kev, you got anything uh, uh you're asking? I mean, uh for the house, I really want an air fryer. Uh, uh I just got one for my birthday. And I tell you, I just used it tonight too. It's incredible. That's what I heard. I heard that it's so fast. What'd you mm-hmm. use it on? Uh, we had some, uh, you know, some breaded chicken, like, like, uh, nice. like the cutlets and stuff. They come frozen. I don't, I don't make, I don't sandwiches. make, I don't make breaded food, right? So what I do is I like to bake a lot of stuff. Can I just take like my chicken thighs and legs and just put them in there and it will kind of, it, it will still cook them? It will. So the thing is, is that um, you might want to put like some foil or something in yeah. the bottom because it's gonna just because it might ooze a little bit. But yeah. yeah, I actually, I actually uh, breaded and put it in there because I was making chicken parmesan. I was trying to make it, mm. um, and it worked, but it wasn't as flavorful because you know it gets a little juicy from being in you know being deep fried. Mm. But um, it nice. it cooked the chicken perfectly. It was just you know. Not as juicy as as it would have been if it was like you know skillet fried or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, you can just throw chicken in there, throw some seasonings on it, and then do it. It'd probably go pretty quick too. That's what I. That's what I'm actually looking forward to. And then the other thing that I want is a lob wedge for golf. A lob and, wedge. Um, I also need a new golf uh, a golf bag too, but I need one big enough to hold all my beers so that when I play. So yeah, right because. Because <laughs> Kevin throws a thirty in his beer bag, <laughs> yeah. golf bag. just for then, a light nine. <laughs> yeah. And then we, when they, we just played on Sunday and it was fucking beautiful out. And then when you show up and they're like, "Oh, let me put your let me put your golf clubs on your cart, sir." <laughs> oh my goodness, these are the heaviest clubs I've ever felt. Someone picked up my uh, or the kids that we were playing with picked up my club, picked up my bag. Goes, God, your bag's so much heavier than mine. And he looks at it and goes, I guess it makes sense. You have more clubs. I go, I also have 18 fucking beers in there, too. Andrew, what about you? What do you want? Uh, well, I put on my list uh, that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the things I put on my list was a, uh, a table saw mm-hmm. that I saw at Home Depot. Because it's, you know, I borrowed my dad's for a while. I gave it back and it's a good thing to have. And I saw it and I was like, all right. I put, so like $350 and I was like, only if on sale, you know, if it drops down because it goes on sale sometimes. Um, then I looked back at it the next day and I said, nope, 
350 was the sale price. It was actually $600. So wow. I'm not expecting that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess those things can get expensive. Yeah. But yeah, like some tool stuff I'm asking for and, uh, you know, things like that. And some, like that shirt I asked for and stuff. Yeah. Warm socks I, is always on my list. I, I asked for like a lot of work things. Like I said, like, you know, I go to the gym a lot now. So I asked for new shorts and shirts and like simple things. I'm just, you know, things like that. I, I did ask for new headphones for, which I really would like, like new, like for the gym, like wireless bows or something like that. Mm. That would be. That would be awesome. But. i tell you what. I never thought I was going to like AirPods because I was like, ah, I'll just lose them. I'd rather I, just get I have them, but I don't like them for the gym. Which what, Do you have the regular ones? Yeah, I don't have the pros. I think I think for the gym, well, first off, apparently it's not rated for the sweat. Yeah. That's you have what. to get the pros for that. But otherwise, like, oh, God, they are they're so convenient. They just pop them in. They connect I, everything. I loved mine. Yeah. Sarah- Sarah just asked me the other day, what did I do with them? And I still have them, but for some reason, I don't know if the speaker just blew out in them because I could barely, it's, I have the volume all the way up and mm. like I can hear everything outside. Like, and it never used to be like that. I, I can be from using them and getting them this way. I just think I, I never used them at the gym, but I just, I just used the shit out of them and I wonder if I just, you know, you broke it. It's, they just died, you know? I tell you what, it's great with the baby, especially when you're holding him and getting him to sleep. Mm-hmm. That you could just pop him in and either like play music or watch or have like a. I used to I have love- Hulu up on my phone across the room, so I watch it. And I like the fact that you can even talk to your phone and you know really easily. Hey Siri, do this. Hey Siri, do that. And mm-hmm. it pulls a right, you know. So, but yeah. So if anyone out there is looking for a good uh, Christmas gift idea, last minute AirPods. I think they're on sale too on Amazon. Really great. Uh, gift idea. Um, I'm also hoping that uh, if, Mark and his girlfriend get married for Christmas too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot to mention. If you go to apple.com to buy your AirPods, make sure you put in promo code BobPod to get to get free shipping. To get $250 off. Um, but the only <laughs> the only thing is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only thing is that they. Um, they do engraving and it's uh it's not custom it's what we want it gets engraved on it so yeah yeah so, and we it's pay. our choice however we're feeling that day yeah i'll yeah. call it a fucking simp if i want to yeah we'll write simp caleb barnes things like that Pe- on there pegged hard come dumpster yeah <laughs> love peg love the number two the letter b pegged martin, <laughs> martin drew can't read you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Middle finger emoji. Stuff like that. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, really looking forward to Christmas and Mark's announcement that him and his, uh, you know, lady friend are going to be engaged. So, so until then, we'll see you guys next week breaking down the Arizona Cardinals. Ke- Kevin, uh, play us out. Yeah, Kevin, play us out. So, all right. Play us out live. Oh wait, here I'll sing you a song. Uh, oh, hold on, wait, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Cut the set. What is the song? Time. Uh, babe, what song did I sing last year? What was that? The Oh, let us do right. Wasn't that the song? Oh, okay, ready. I'll sing a Christmas song. I gotta song. get going. Okay. <laughs> oh, let us yep. adore him. Christ is the Lord. Oh, he the angels sing. All on your knees. And then it goes. Kevin, Kevin, do you see that? It's goosebumps, man. And then, and then it goes That's like, uh, uh, rup, bum, bum, bum. Is, is, I brought you some gum. Something, it has, it's like, is that the uh, Blink 182 version, by the way? Or, I forget. Yeah, what. right. I forget how to sing that song, but, you know. All right. See right you guys on. next week. I'll have another one next week. Beautiful. All right. All right. Yeah, that'll be Christmas week. Yeah, it'll be Christmas.
All right. All right. See you guys later.